Welcome to Intuitive Seek. My name is Mary Treen, and every week I aim to bring you a grounded approach to all things intuition. Through personal stories, experiences, and practices, offering energetic reflections to help you discover, connect, and fully realize how your unique power of intuition is your own greatest teacher. Hello, welcome everyone. Welcome to this episode all about energetic hygiene, taking care of our energy. And I know I speak about that a lot, but maybe this is the first episode that you're listening to. And from my experience, it's not something that we hear about once, decide to do one time, implement in our lives, and away we go. It's really one of those things that I am seeing more and more the longer I work in in energy, with energy. I see how much we need it. I need it. You need it. We all need it. Yet, it is something we are or can be, the most resistant to. But isn't that true about anything that is really good for us? That it's something that we don't necessarily want to do. You may have heard me say before that when you really don't want to meditate, when you're so resistant to it and you just can't find the time and you just don't want to do it, that's when we need it the most. And it's the same with any practices that we have to take care of our energy. And before I dive in, I really want to invite you. If you have been feeling like you really need some support, if there is something within that has been kind of knocking, whispering, asking for some help, if you have been trying to make a change in your life, but you've come up against quite a bit of fear and doubt and total uncertainty, Well, that's what my work really helps you with. It helps you connect back to who you really are, to remember. That allows yourself to pay full attention to yourself so that you really know what is yours and what isn't. And that's on so many levels of our being That it's hard to describe. The whole time that I've been doing this work, I found it's been really difficult to explain. Because it's something that you have to experience. But I do know that there is a depth to the unique form of intuitive and energy work that I do, that is really difficult to describe. And I've had clients over and over express how life-changing 
their work with me has been. But that it's even hard for them to describe exactly why. But when I really connected with energy work, it was already kind of swimming in my present. It was already around me. I was being kind of pointed in a direction. If I was, that I had to have the courage, really call on the trust I have in my intuition to follow it. So maybe it's not so much describing what the work does for you, but instead, I really want to invite you and welcome you to get curious about it and reach out. You can book a session with me. You can book a consultation call if you're really needing more focused one-on-one work. I mainly work with people in four-month increments in my one-on-one journey called The Key. But I also do remote sessions. So if you have been feeling, receiving a knowing of, I think energy work is what I need. I need an energy healer. I need someone to support me, to reconnect with my whole energy, with my heart and my intuition, and really know how to translate all the wisdom that is already within us. Then I encourage you to, to reach out. And that can be with me, but it can be with someone else too. But any healing work, it really needs to be experienced. But this sort of self-development, self-focus, is so important because when we change how we perceive ourselves, how we perceive the world, it changes the world around us. So I look forward to meeting you when you're ready. And I hope that you do reach out or make that time for yourself because there's a reason that you're feeling that pull. I felt it and I ignored it for quite a while. So if you have been ignoring it, yeah, that's really common and part of the process, truly. So yes, I have all of the links right in the show notes. So feel free to click there and you'll find everything to get in touch. So let's dive into this episode about all about energetic hygiene and how to take care of our energy, which is really the key, another key, to our self-care. And it also prevents the care that we often give to others from hurting our well-being because we're also taking care of ourselves. Now, if you are more empathic, maybe you're a nurturer, maybe you do healing work, maybe you do doula work, maybe you're just a really nurturing person and you're that person at the office or in your role at your job or in your role at your job. Taking care of your energy is going to be 
hugely impactful. And maybe you already do. So this is a reminder to make it a priority. And there's a few things that I'm going to speak about that I've definitely spoken about before. But they're great and something that I always need to remember too. So this will not be the last episode on energetic hygiene because there are so many ways for us to take care of our energy. But I was inspired to do this one because recently I was so honored to hold a talk for the Doula Services Association of BC for the birth doulas in British Columbia, where I live. They have an amazing association that helps support each other and care for each other, and they have amazing resources. And I was fortunate enough to be asked to help speak on energy. And I knew right away, especially in my new work, as I've trained as an end-of-life doula and I volunteer at a hospice, I really understand the amount of care that they put in to supporting their clients. I don't know exactly. I will never know. But I know it's a lot. And it takes a really nurturing, empathic, healing person. And from my experience being one of those people, I know that our energy, our self-care, is very rarely the priority. So doing that talk, I thought, oh, this is the perfect info to also share with my podcast community. Because if you're listening to Intuitive Seek, that means you are doing development or interested in intuitive work, connecting to your intuition, interested in energy, all the metaphysical fun things. So part of that would mean that you could probably really benefit from putting in a practice of how to take care of your energy on a consistent basis. Because of course, there are so many tools, like I said, so many ways for energetic hygiene. But the ways I'm going to share with you, you don't need anything other than yourself and one common household product so that you can hopefully take care of your energy just as much as you take care of other people around you. And even if you don't see yourself as a caretaker, everybody needs energetic hygiene. Everyone needs to take care of their energy. Even if you think of our heart energy, there has been so much research on the energy field of our heart. And from the studies, they found that the electromagnetic field of our heart, because our whole body and all of our organs, our physical body, is literally created by energy, by electrical impulses. Our heart is the first thing to come to life. And it's created 
by blasts of energy. If you Google it, you can see on YouTube, they have videos of a heart being created in the womb. And it's wild because you see the electricity sparking. Now, that doesn't mean there's a consciousness, but it means that the body is coming, being created. So our heart energy field, from what they have measured, is at least three feet outside of our physical body. So when we're walking, doing anything with anyone, even alone, because three feet is quite far, and that's all the way around us, imagine how much our field, the energy field that we carry, is connecting with other people and things around us. Now, do we know without a doubt that that affects us? That that's how energy works? No. But it's a beautiful way to visualize how important it is to take care of your energy. Okay. So one of the most important things that I have witnessed in my life and in my work is the impact of learning the way we like to ground our energy. And like to, I mean, making sure that it's something that you can do, that you enjoy, so that on the days where you are really resistant to it, you don't have enough time, you don't know why you need to do this, that you'll still do it, that you can create a habit out of it, so you don't have to count on your motivation. And that can be really simple. On this podcast feed, I have an eight-minute grounding meditation. Easy. Eight minutes can disappear when we're looking at our phone. And usually, if you do your grounding, you don't want to kind of just endlessly scroll. Your energy is anchored. You have more clarity and focus more calm. And it's really incredible because it allows us to understand our bandwidth, which is a term that many of my friends and I use, and you probably know it already. I mean, it is a technological word, like how much bandwidth do you have? Well, our energy is a kind of technology that we utilize, right? So we have to understand our bandwidth. And when we are grounding our energy in a practice, practical practice, <laughs> when we're grounding our energy in a consistent way, then we know the difference between our bandwidth and our capacity. Because if you're anything like the people that I know, you probably have a very large capacity. You have a lot of room to give people your time, to do all of the things, to support people. But capacity is 
how much we can hold. Which I can imagine, as I said, is quite a lot for many of us. But the bandwidth that we have changes day to day. And that is how much we can hold without it impacting us in a negative way. So knowing our bandwidth is really crucial in not burning our energy out. It's crucial so that we know when we are running ourselves ragged. Burning the candle at both ends. That shows that you are filling your capacity. But your capacity has two wicks and your bandwidth only has one, if you want to use like a candle metaphor. So getting in touch with your bandwidth takes some time. But it starts with getting grounded. And learning what your energy feels like when you're not grounded. And learning what your energy feels like when you're grounded and restored, but also learning what it feels like when you're not grounded. Because grounding in those moments that you need grounding, when you finally realize it, sometimes it can come a little late. It still helps, of course. But grounding is a practice, a cumulative practice. So that you can have a grounded foundation to help support your energy in the long run. Grounding our energy helps us feel more calm and clear in our minds and our bodies and our spirit. So that we can make decisions and choices and respond to the reality of the present moment instead of being kind of caught between worlds thinking about something from the past, worrying about something from the future, totally preoccupied with something happening in your present, but not at that exact moment. Now, a few signs of ungrounded energy can be, and these are all things that you would not traditionally experience, because I know they can also be symptoms of other things, but this is specifically speaking at an energetic level. So a few signs of being ungrounded would be speaking a lot faster than you usually do, or a lot louder and not realizing that you're speaking really loudly, speaking louder than you want to or that you intend to. Another way to kind of check that your energy could use some grounding Is your breath, are you holding your breath? Can you find your breath? Are you breathing too quickly or are you breathing really in a shallow way, not bringing your breath into your body? Do you feel like your energy is all up, kind of in your head? Sometimes it can make us feel really buzzy. Sometimes even like our ears are plugged. Or that we have water in our ears, that kind of feeling. That used to happen to me a lot. And it was because I was overwhelmed, overwhelmed with my energy, overwhelmed by other people's energy. And it usually happened at 
kind of the end of a long day where I was still with a lot of people in my work. And not in my healing work, but in my past corporate job. And I would get this like very buzzy, plugged water ear feeling. And I would feel really floaty. And it would be very hard to concentrate. And one of you may relate to this. When that would happen, then I really couldn't connect to whether I had enough energy to keep going. So I would tend to work way longer. Because I'd just kind of like be on on that path of energy. I'd just be like, okay, let's keep going. But then I would crash. And it would be really bad for my nervous system. So pay attention if you're somebody that does experience that when they're not grounded. That's a really good point to stop. Take five minutes somewhere quiet, close your eyes from any other sensations, distractions, and just breathe. Feel your feet, your toes. Another way is tripping and bumping into things when you aren't usually clumsy like that, when you don't usually bump into things. And also, A big one for me is unfocused but very looping thoughts. So kind of hyper-focusing on one thing but not being able to kind of get out of it. So when we're living with ungrounded energy, it can really lead to easier burnout but also sometimes little accidents and reacting in a way that we later regret. So grounding our energy is so helpful to so many parts of our lives. And it really is the number one way to take care of your energy in a practical, simple way that you can really fold into your life. It doesn't cost any money. It just costs your time and your focus. But for a short period. Because remember, everything is made of energy. Because everything is made of energy. And similar to, that I like to liken it to, is a physical house that has electricity. It's a great way to kind of think about why our energy system needs grounding. Because a house has a grounding wire. And it's a physical structure that has electricity running through it, just like our bodies. And in case of a lightning strike or like a downed power line or something that can burn out all of the electricity in that house, a house that's not properly grounded is not safe when that happens. That's why houses have a grounding wire, because it gives excess electrical electricity a safe place to go. And I love this. I did pull up this quote because I used it in 
the talk I did for the Doula Services Association from mrsparky.com. And it's simple. It says grounding protects both people and sensitive electronics from damages that can occur from electrical charges that build up in the wiring. So if we use that as an example, as a metaphor, but kind of an example of why grounding our energy is so important, because if we don't pay attention to having a place for our overcharged electricity, our energy to go, if we don't pay attention to grounding our energy and calming our nervous system, which is made of electricity, when we get jolted with like a stressful experience that hits us like lightning, it can really impact our well-being. And our mind, body, and spirit will really bear the brunt of the energy. And that's when we react in ways we don't want to. And that's not only outside but towards ourselves too. And that's how we get burnt out because we are not creating space for all of that energy to move through us. So grounding our energy, number one way to care for our energy. Number one, energetic hygiene practice. Grounding consistently. And there's so many free resources out there on YouTube, on Insight Timer. They don't have to just be my meditations. But of course, I have them for you too. But think of it also as a way to reclaim your energy. Because by grounding your energy, you are reclaiming. You're bringing back your attention to yourself and your energy. And in your grounding practice, it's helping you release any excess that you don't need. And I also have meditations that are focused on that, reclaiming your energy, call back your energy. Which are easy to find, but I'll put one in the show notes for sure. So let's talk about my favorite kind of energy cleansing exercise. You may have heard me talk about it before, but there is never a time when I don't think it's good to remember because it really does help. And it's so simple. And the only thing you need is regular table salt. So remember I was speaking about our heart energy field. Well, think about your hands. How much your hands come in contact? How much it comes in contact with and how much it gives, how much it receives. And there's some thought, if you think of energy centers of chakras, that the palms of our hands are kind of sub-energy centers for our heart energy. And that makes sense, doesn't it? Hands on healing. We shake hands with everyone. We put our hand on our heart. We put our hands on someone else when we're feeling like we want to give care. 
So imagine how much we are giving and receiving through our heart energy field through our hands. So a great way to really cleanse your energy, and this is with intention. So try not to worry about what is happening, what am I doing, does this work? Just try it and see how you feel. Because your intention is very powerful too. So there's a great quote by Isaac Dennison. And it is, the cure for everything is salt water. Sweat, tears, or the sea. So this is a very simple salt water practice. Where we wash our hands, in quotes, with salt. And you're going to repeat in your mind, or you can say out loud too, but with intention. And it's very easy. Go to a sink, have the warm water running, put the salt in your palms, and rub the salt with the water. So you're kind of washing your hands, but really scrubbing too. Feel your feet on the ground, take some nice breaths, and pay attention to what you're doing. Try not to let your mind wander. And this is great too if you have been, say, with someone, maybe in your family or a friend, that takes a lot of your energy, where you feel like, oh, yeah, I feel pretty depleted after hanging out with them. So you can actually put their name in what I'm going to offer for you to say. But because there's so much energetic exchange going on throughout our days, I find that this kind of blanket statement is the best. So you're going to be washing your hands with that nice salt in the warm water. And as you scrub and move your hands together, make sure that salt is in the palms and rubbing. As it's also, you know, melting into the water. You say, I give back to them what is theirs, and I take back what is mine. And you can do that three times if it's easy to remember. But try your best to pay attention for those few seconds and really feel when you have said it enough in your mind or out loud. And trust yourself that that is the right amount of times. But this is such a simple way for you to really implement good energy hygiene, an energy cleansing exercise. And I have had many people in my life not really into, you know, this kind of stuff, energy, spiritual practices, metaphysical, spiritual things, but they've tried this. When they haven't been able to, you know, stop thinking about work or a certain, maybe a meeting that happened that they just have not been able to stop thinking about, it's helped. And even they don't know why it helped for them because it's not something that they believe in. So remember, it doesn't have to be something that you fully believe in. All that happens is your intention has the power 
for you to use this beautiful salt water, the cure for anything, you know, blanket statement, obviously not anything, but give it a try. I absolutely love it. I still do it all these years later. How many years have I been doing it? Many. I don't even know. Because a lot of the time we're kind of told how to clear or cleanse our energy based on someone else's culture. If you look at like sage smoke, smudging, that has become kind of like the only way. But if that's not your culture and you've really only been shown and maybe sold those, maybe check into how that sage is harvested and check into if it resonates for you, really. Or if you're doing it because you think you should, because you saw someone else do it. Or you think it's some kind of magic. Because that's not great for the culture either. Right? So just some food for thought. Or salt. Is that beautiful piece of our earth and ourselves in so many things that we can really look to for this kind of cleansing? Okay, and the last one, we're just going to do two today because I've been sharing a lot. So let's do two today so that you can really hopefully implement them in your days, in your practices. If you are a healing practitioner, energy healer, any kind of intuitive work, I really encourage you to try these. But again, if you're not, try them anyway, because we live in an energetic exchange way from morning till night. So yeah, I really, I know that it will help anyone who's interested in it. That's for sure. So the next one is a really simple heart breath exercise. And there may be other versions of this. I'm, I'm not sure. I haven't really seen them, but I'm sure there are because I can't imagine that this is the only time that somebody has thought of doing this. But this is the way that I like to do it. Because our heart is so powerful. We already talked about our heart energy fields. So a great way to really take care of our energy is connect to that beautiful energy that we carry within our hearts, in our heart space, and allow it to help ground and clear and anchor us into our energy and into us, back into ourselves. This is a great practice to help our energetic boundaries. If you feel really empathic and you have an empathic energy, where you feel like you feel a lot of other people's emotions. And I'm going to guide you through a little bit. If you are not in the space to do it, that's okay, because you'll just be hearing me kind of explain how to do it. And then 
you can either listen back or just be inspired by it and kind of make it your own. But this is a great thing to do as a consistent practice. I'm saying it like so many of you are not wanting to make a consistent practice. And I'm only saying it like that because I know myself and I know that it took me a while to really understand the habit of that consistent practice. (laughs) So I'm speaking to you out of empathy and love. So if you're like, I don't have time for this, you probably need it the most. Just saying. Okay. So Bringing your breath into your heart is a beautiful way to anchor into your energy and really, like I said, help you with your energetic hygiene and your boundaries and connecting to how your energy feels. And also, it helps you ground your energy too, so you feel more relaxed and calm. And it's very simple. It's the act of Using your imagination while you're bringing your breath into your heart. So you take nice deep breaths into your heart and really imagine your breath being pulled in and down and connecting with your heart. And you do that a few times, breathing in and out, deep breaths, pulling that breath down into your heart. So a nice deep breath in, pulling all of that breath to your heart, and then letting your breath out. And then after you've done a few deep breaths to really connect and imagine and visualize or feel that your breath is really connecting to your heart, Then you just breathe in a natural, comfortable rhythm. No more deep breaths. But you begin to breathe intentionally. So you're paying attention to your breath. And with every breath in, connecting to your heart, and every breath out, you're connecting to the light, the glow of your heart energy. So after you've done your deep breaths to connect to your heart, then you just naturally breathe in and out. But when you breathe in, you feel your breath connect to your heart and you feel or see in your imagination, your heart glow, brighten. So you naturally breathe in, your heart glows. And as you breathe out, you imagine the light of your heart expanding out into your physical body. And you do those breaths, breathing in and feeling your heart glow as your breath connects. And as you breathe out, that glow and brightness of your heart fills your body always, expanding out. And you keep doing that until you feel like you should stop. But for me, I like to end it when I've expanded the light of my heart to about one or two inches outside of my physical body. 
And that's when it really helps us anchor into our heart energy. Helps us ground and connect. But also, we get to almost like bathe in our own energy, our own essence. So it can be really energy filling. If you're feeling really tired, this can help. So I hope that you can try one or both of those exercises. And of course, like I said, there's so many ways, but because I shared these two recently in the talk that I gave, I wanted to share them together with everyone. And if you have worked with me, you may have been doing these things already. So if you have dropped off the practice, this is your sign to put it back into your days. Get back into the habit of taking care of your energy consistently, but in a simple way so it'll be easy for you to do it when you don't want to do it. And please reach out to me if you have any questions, if you want to share anything about your experience. I'm here. I love hearing from you guys. I chat with many of you through Instagram a lot. And you can also contact me through my website. All the links are in there. And thank you so much for listening to this episode of Intuitive Seek. I would love again to hear from you. Please do not hesitate to reach out. I really love connecting. And check the show notes for that. Like I said, you can message me through my website or on Instagram at treenlight.healing. And again, like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, if you're curious, you're feeling that pull about working with me and with my intuitive energy healing work and support, you can. I offer one-on-one sessions with distance remote sessions as well. And I also have space for my four-month healing journey. I've taken care of my energy enough in the past few years that I have more energy and space to help more people, to work with more people. So it's really easy to book a free clarity session through my website. I'll put all the links in the show notes for that. But if you're feeling a little bit of a pull, reach out. It's not a sales call at all. It's really a consultation. And I think it's important to connect that way if you're open to working one-on-one for four months on a real journey of healing and discovery and transformation. Oh, and in the show notes, you'll also find the link to sign up for my newsletter. And when you sign up, you get to watch the replay of my workshop, Knowing When to Trust Your Intuition, which was much loved and still is. And yes, I love the replay because I was able to edit it where, and you'll see kind of transitions throughout, where I took out anyone that was attending, anything they were sharing. It's only me. So it really respects the privacy of the people that joined. And then you get to watch it as if it's just you and I. So you're not watching like a big kind of Zoom meeting with everyone. It's only me. So check that out. Get that as a nice gift for joining my newsletter. And I do not send crazy amounts of newsletters at all. 
I'll send you a letter, a little update of what's going on about two to three times a month. And hugely appreciated if you subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcasts, tell a friend about it, leave a review. It really helps people find this podcast. And thank you. Thank you again for listening and being here. I appreciate it so much. So be kind to yourself and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Mary. I just wanted to say something very, very meaningful. Cat. <laughs>